This is a Rocco Public Radio, your favorite X-Men chat show, where we review every X-Men book that matters, and this is a Rocktoberfest, an episode every single day for the entire month of October. Today's review, Dark X-Men number two, written by Steve Fox, drawn by Jonas Scharf. It opens with Madeline Pryor doing her best to revive Havoc. It works. Kinda? He's clearly in like a zombie-ish state, and the rest of the team definitely notices Zero is doing his best to turn Albert, the Wolverine android, into like a skin suit. And Gambit and Azazel are fighting about leaving Archangel behind. Flashbacks show us how the Goblin Queen, Maddie from the Secret Wars timeline, who conquered her world and then got trapped in ours, stewed in our limbo until Orcus apparently found her, was captured and then feeds on Archangel. We meet Agents Kroll and Valens, who are the Orcus Stooges in charge of the Goblin Queen, and find out they're spying on our Maddie's team through Albert. Maggot quits the team. Maddie uses her mercy crown to help find help the team locate mutants in need across the world using souls instead of, you know, X genes or their minds. So it's different. They set off to Mexico and Maddie splits the team into two so they can help as many people as possible. Maddie, Havoc, Carmen, and Zero end up going to help the Morlocks, but they're attacked by Archangel. But he's got like a skull head thing going on. Okay, pet peeve time? Pet peeve? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel has too many fucking goblins and goblin yeah. queens. Like, this takes me back to the dark web where we were dealing with both queen goblin and goblin queen in the same story. Mm-hmm. It's too many goblins. Yeah, too too many goblin things. Too, too many telepathic redheads. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, first off, out the gate, I love the art of this book. Yeah, like the visuals are 100% nailing it the entire time. Absolutely. I The writing uh, here, I still yeah. enjoyed, but felt yeah. much less urgent or I don't I don't even know if urgent right. It just felt like it mattered less than the first issue. Like the first issue made it feel like, "Oh, this is a book that's going to matter to Fall of X." Mm-hmm. And this one felt very much like, "Oh, it's going to be a side story just fighting these two Orcus agents and they're like Maddie Goblin Queen. Like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, it definitely felt a lot like slower paced than the first one, which I was kind of like, well, okay, not everything can be going at top speed all the time. So this is sure. fair. Uh, but yeah, I, this, this issue did a lot less for me than the first one, but I will say that the art, remains phenomenal that final page with the uh like what was it the archangel with the skull and everything (laughs) whatever goblin queen did to archangel looks amazing like i don't know we we don't know why he looks like that but he looks fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) he looks like a dark souls boss like it's just super cool looking (laughs) definitely oh i didn't i didn't talk about in the recap but gimmick takes on the new mantle of faint yeah which like that at least fits the shape-shifting powers do we like that mantle for her i like it better than gimmick <laughs> fair i'm really curious to see if how big of a player she ends up being like clearly steve fox really likes her we'll see if, yeah if he she's his pet character or if it's gonna be a real thing mm-hmm. zombie havoc that gonna matter in anywhere about this book uh, yeah i mean that you know honestly that's <laughs> that's 
that's how a lot of this book feels to me. It's just like, is any of this gonna matter? <laughs> I I mean, it's kind of a nice symbolism for their entire toxic relationship. Like, she kind of has always turned him into a mindless zombie that just kind of follows her around. So it's, I don't know, there's a cute possible synergy there. You know, that's a, that's a really good point. I hadn't uh, thought of it that way. Uh, speaking of Maddie's mental instability, <laughs> uh, I still, I'm really digging how, like, she goes really hard on the gene stuff with the, uh, to me, she throws in a to me, my X-Men, and, mm-hmm. like, she seriously strikes gene poses while wearing her crown, yeah. but she's like, but, but at the same time insists that she's not, like, she hits so hard on, like, it's not the same thing as Cerebro, because it uses souls, dude. Without, yeah. like, practically, what's that matter? Like, what's it matter if you're finding their soul or their extra? Like, no matter what, it's still just a dot on, like, a map for you to go find yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're, like, you know, you're finding mutant souls or you're finding mutant genes. It's like, <laughs> okay, fine. I'm, We're I'm splitting have hairs one. now, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just, like, at a certain point, okay, well, I have a helmet that is called Heribro, and it finds mutant hair follicles. Uh, you know, like, I don't... <laughs> did, hey, did you pre-think of that? Or did, did that one no, that was, off head? The, that, was, that was off the dome. This is why, this is why we, we host together. You are a smart man. That was, that was good. All right. Since you're so bright, maybe you can help me out with this one. Okay. Yeah. Goblin Queen been trapped in our limbo since secret war right so like mm-hmm. they explain here like oh she's bored because she's hanging out in lim- like empty limbo like all on her own after conquering blah blah blah, blah. so uh, how did orcus find like what is orcus doing wandering through limbo and like maddie was queen I, why didn't she know she was there like shouldn't maddie have found goblin queen on her own and been like hey don't come fuck with me in my new tower in New York, please. Um, you know, I, 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 did I miss I, a crucial detail, or did they kind of just say like, "Oh, and then Orcus found her"? Because that's all I took away from that explanation. Right. You know, here's the thing: if you missed the explanation, I missed the explanation <laughs> too, uh, because I mm, don't know. Like, it, it could definitely just be, like, a suspension of disbelief thing, but it seems weird of all the places to have them find her, to make it a place our Maddie is literally the queen of seems odd. Like, yeah, I, mm. you know, part of me was, like, I wonder if it's, like, from the redacted bits and the Orcus profiles, but they're all too short to be any sort of explanation. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't mean there isn't an explanation out there. They just didn't bother. Like, it wasn't a crucial part of the story, so they didn't give it to us. But to me, that's a crucial detail. <laughs> I don't want to be Mr. Oh, I need my action figures banging together. But I think a big part of what held this issue back for me is the first issue had a really well-choreographed fight scene. Mm-hmm. There's, like, no no fighting in this issue. Like Yeah. Like, none. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, there's the end when Archangel slices up the Morlocks, but there's not really a fight so much as a cliffhanger. I... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
that doesn't seem like. And uh, I love it's... Immortal X Men, so I'm not saying this is so. It's like, oh, an X Men book has to have a fight scene for me to care about it, right? But you can't set up the first one with telling me, hey, here's a really cool fight scene set up, uh, and like what this book's gonna be, and then give me something completely different in the second issue. Yeah, I, I mean, like, here's the thing. Can you even call it a fight scene if it's one panel of two Morlocks getting their heads chopped off and then that's no. it? Like, no, no it's it's not a scene by any means, nor is it a fight. It's just a murder. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this is really essentially a book with no fight scenes. Now, maybe issue three will be almost entirely a fight scene or something with this archangel, which would improve the overall arc of these three books if you ask me absolutely but, and that's the thing with a second issue that's weak is yeah. there's always tons of room for improvement because you've got three issues left we're only 40 percent of the way through this story i'm not to the point where this has dragged me down to not liking this book like i don't even think this was a bad issue per se no but i loved the first issue mm-hmm. i i kind of liked this one <laughs> yeah yeah i'd say i like this issue more than I neutral this issue, but yeah. not by a large margin. Well, I, we can head into final scores if you want, since we're sure. kind of already talking about it. Yeah. Like, I, I'd give it a solid 3.5. Like, I liked it more than I disliked it. It's not a bad book by any means, but, like, that first issue was, like, a 4 or 5. I really liked the first issue, and this this was a step down. Yeah, that, I was going to put it at about a 3.5 as well. Um, not quite to the territory of like a four where it's like a really good issue, but, uh, it was good enough. I, I had a good time. I just, well, the I art absolutely the, slayed. Oh yeah. The, I think the art pulled it up. If it didn't have as good of an art, it might be a three for me. I can see that. Uh, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Yeah. 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 Tomorrow's books. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to work for a three. <laughs> Yeah, because we're doing double Percy's tomorrow. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> this has been a Rocco Public Radio. Rod can be found at Irrepressible Comics or That Nerdy Papa Bear, and Keegan can be found everywhere online as Bulk Ranger.